0: Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and we speak with an expert from Lutheran Social Service each week about an aspect of daily living in Minnesota. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and it's designed to create more awareness about that issue in our community. In 2019, more than 14,000 individuals contacted the U.S. National Human Trafficking Hotline. That's nearly a 20% increase from the previous year. Kate LePage is with Lutheran Social Service and serves as a regional navigator with the Central Minnesota Safe Harbor Initiative. She's here to talk about her work on this issue and how we can all make a difference. Welcome, Kate.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so glad uh, that you're speaking with us today. So tell us what you do in your work as a regional navigator.
1: Yeah, I wear a lot of hats. Um, Currently, actually, as of July, my region changed names from central Minnesota to east central Minnesota. So with that change, I, I took on a couple extra counties. I now serve 11 counties in Minnesota. Um, providing a point of contact for anything related to human trafficking and, uh, excuse me, more often specifically sex trafficking or commercial sexual exploitation. So in that role, I provide a point of contact for educational services. I go out into community and provide education as well as uh, providing education on this issue to, um, you know, our can we county and community professionals like law enforcement, social services, uh, county attorney's offices, and so on and so forth. Um, and it's topics related to trafficking, but also broadens out a little bit in tra- topics related to kind of the intersectionality of the issue as well. Um, I provide prevention education to youth. Um, I provide consults and referrals. So if somebody thinks they're identifying something that might fall under this realm of trafficking, they can call our hotline and i'll provide some consultation for you know what are they seeing and what can some of their next steps be uh, is sometimes that's making a referral to some services and then i provide some direct services as well so i kind of fill in gaps with direct services um, serving individuals under the age of twenty four, um, as I am funded through the Minnesota Department of Health. And right now, the funding that um, they have that goes out for victims of exploitation and trafficking is for those twenty four and under. Um, I am one of nine regional navigators throughout the state, so there's nine different re- regions. So depending on what county you live in, um, it may be myself that you're
0: calling or one of my peers. So, talk to me about the history of prevention work in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, so actually, Safe Harbor in Minnesota is a law, it's a legislature that was passed in 2011. We were the fifth state to pass this law. And it basically what it did is it made it so um, someone under the age of 18 could no, no longer be criminalized or treated as a juvenile delinquent if they were engaging in sex trafficking or. Uh, quote unquote, our typical prostitution mentality, right? So prior to 2011, somebody that was maybe um, being victimized or exchanging sex for something of value for a basic necessity, they could be charged uh, with a prostitution charge or made um or brought through the court system as a juvenile delinquent. Um, Now somebody under the age of 18 can no longer be charged as a a prostitute um, regardless of the situation that's taking place. Someone over the age of 18 could still be charged. However, Minnesota also initiated what's called the No Wrong Door Model. That No Wrong Door Model is a multidisciplinary state agency approach that ensures that youth and young adults... um, across the state are being identified as victims, survivors of this issue, and met in a trauma informed way and offered services. So when they decided to initiate this no wrong door model as a state, they also um, had to put forth some resources. So not only did Minnesota pass this law, but they also put funding towards it. So, we have three branches of services. We have navigators, which I kind of just described. We have housing services throughout the entire state, and we also have supportive services. So, providing um, uh, case management, providing support groups, and so forth. Um, Some of it is maybe court advocacy and those various things. Um, We also, you know, moving it away from it being a Juvenile delinquency uh, thing is really big because now we're not housing kids in juvenile detention centers when we're locating them because we're identifying that they need a little bit more of a trauma informed uh, approach to their services. We've extended the age you can receive services now through the age of 24. So when we talk about youth, um, we're using it in a little bit more of a broad sense. We also now have some funding out there for the last, I want to say, three three years, that's helping counties or county agencies develop their own protocols uh, to respond kind of in a multidisciplinary approach or more of a holistic approach in their area to this issue. And so actually two of the counties that I serve have had that funding um, and have built those protocols, which is really exciting.
0: Talk to me about some of the myths uh, about sex trafficking.
1: Yeah, a lot of people, especially uh, lately, I feel like in the last six months or so, we've seen this huge increase in discussion, especially online on social media, about what trafficking is, and um, there's a lot of myths that follow that, which is unfortunate because it doesn't make us prepared to recognize the right thing. So some of the myths that I hear a lot are that someone needs to be abducted um, or kidnapped or transported. So oftentimes we're looking for these kids that are removed from their life entirely. And that's not the case. You know, I have been working in trafficking or exploitation and the Safe Harbor movement for um, coming up close to four years now. And I have yet to work with somebody that's been abducted. Hmm. It can happen, um, but it's the few and far between. Instead, what happens often is somebody is groomed and there's a relationship of some form that's uh, made between a trafficker or an exploiter and a victim. And um, someone could be being trafficked while still going to school, still living in their home. And so there's a lot of ways that this is happening and taking place. And so if we only look for kids that are missing, then we're gonna miss a huge bulk of the youth that are being victimized. Another one is that we wanna look for girls. We really often find our language is even geared towards girls being the victims and um, men being our perpetrators. And what we're finding, according to the Minnesota Student Survey, which finally in 2019 had a question related to exploitation and trafficking, is that boys are 50 percent of the victims. So. Um, what we found in that survey, that was an anonymous survey to youth who were self-disclosing in the survey, is only 0.1% difference between um, cisgendered boys and cisgendered girls. We also know that our LGBTQ+ community is victimized at a much, much higher rate than our heterosexual community. Um, you know, another thing that we found is when we put you know a sting ad out for boys and girls, we get more ads from. Or um, we get more hits from buyers on our boys ads than our girls ads, so we know that there's a demand out there for it. But we still tend to see um, girls when we think about this issue and think about girls. And so that's something that I'm really trying to push to is is changing this mentality so that we're um, we're focusing on all of our youth and not just one specific gender or population.
0: Kate, where can young people go for help?
1: Uh, There's places all over, um, depending on where they are at. Right now, so much is virtual. There's various hotlines. um, If you don't want to be connected to your state at all, there's a national hotline, the National Human Trafficking Hotline through the Polaris Project. Um, There are hotlines through our whole state of Minnesota. Day one is an excellent resource, especially for adults. Um, and then there's an app out there. The YSN app is great for kids or for youth, um, those under the age of 18. It's updated regularly, and it's just an app that you go to, and you can check out what resources are in your area. That right now is really geared towards the metro, um, but they're they're starting to grow. So hopefully that'll be statewide soon. Um, you can also always call our hotline, and that's 866- 824 3770. And whether you're in my region or not, you know, we're always happy to assist in figuring out the closest and best resource
0: for you. Kate LePage serves as regional navigator with the Central Minnesota Safe Harbor Initiative at Lutheran Social Service. Kate, thank you so much for talking with us today.
1: Thanks for having me.